Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. Mike here with Micah back for more free agency talk. Today we're going to focus on the Washington Redskins, our favorite team. We want to break some things down. It's a new era in D.C. Um, Bruce Allen is gone. Jay Gruden is gone. We now have Ron Rivera. We have Kyle Smith, who's now the GM. Everything feels like it's fresh. Everything feels like it's new, that the Redskins are no longer going to be the laughing stock of the NFL. But at the same time, it's also been a very slow start to NFL free agency. Some Redskins fans I've seen online have been very excited about that, that it's it's getting the right players, getting the right fit for the Redskins. And some are thinking it's more of the same where Bruce Allen was super prudent and didn't really go and spend out for those big time free agents. And if he did, he he wasn't able to hit. So, Micah, I'll start with you here. What have what have your thoughts been on the Redskins plan that they've executed so far in the first three days of free agency? And where do you see this going? You know, what's interesting about, um, I guess, about the, the path the Redskins have taken this free agency and this offseason is everything seems a little bit more calculated and they seem to be a big commitment on not spending that big dollar, um, not going after guys who, um, you know, want that big contract, not going over to guys who want $10 million a year, like Eric Flowers or something like that, and not putting too much dollar amount to um, and too much importance on uh, free agency. Um, it's something that I, I've seen um, guys – um, uh, uh, Ron Rivera, he kind of talked about in the past that you don't necessarily win the championship through free agency. And through the past, we've spent a lot of money on guys and that haven't necessarily produced. And really, in the last decade, those kind of moves, there's only been a few that have really stuck and really been here for the long term. Um, so it's, it's kind of a breath of fresh air to kind of see them sitting back and playing the cards. But it's also kind of like there's guys out here with proven talent and they're going for pretty cheap right now. Um, Desmond Trufant just took $21 million with only, like, what, half of that guaranteed? 14, yeah, yeah 14, 14 guaranteed. With 14 guaranteed. That's nothing. Um, I feel like the Redskins could have threw, uh, threw that three for 30 that's been kind of thrown around. If um, Basically, what I get from that is the guys in the league right now value a guy like Eric Flowers who got three for 30 over somebody like Desmond Trufant. I don't necessarily buy that. I think you throw – um, ten more million. I got like Desmond Trufant, and he comes here. Um, so it's a little bit half and half. Uh, I definitely think that the Redskins have made decent signings. Now, I'm a, I'm a fan of some of the moves they made. Let's not get twisted. Kendall Fuller is a big addition. Um, to the Redskins, getting him back in house for not really breaking the bank on money side is pretty good. Um, it would be nice uh, if we can get his teammate. Super Bowl winning teammate Rashad Breeland back here and kind of team them up like it's 2016 again. Uh, these are two guys I probably shouldn't have never left in the first place, but given our last uh, tenured uh, operation and things is going on, I can see why guys that left will kind of want to come back. But um, guys like Thomas Davis are are good and key for the culture, and that's, that's a big Ron Rivera guy all the way through. Um, a guy like Sean Davis who has been hurt uh, last year, he didn't play really at all last year, but before then he was a top half of the league safety, not and not a Pro Bowl player, but a guy who's going to get the job done when healthy, and he's a UMD guy from D.C., so I like seeing things like that. But it's also, like I said, I still want to see those big moves. Um, Really, the only thing that's really been noteworthy is how we haven't got guys yet, how teams have kind of fleeced the skins, how we kind of lost the Amari, uh, Amari Cooper sweepstakes, how we didn't get Desmond Trufant right now. If you start seeing more things happen like that and it trending downwards, 
you can kind of start to see this, you know, the writing on the wall that guys still don't really want to come here. And it's a big thing. And that's what happens when you have such a bad culture. You have to get guys to reset it. So bringing guys like Thomas Davidson is huge because at the end of the day, he's a team captain off, off, you know, day one. Like he's going to step in here and be a leader. And you have to get guys like that, respectable guys in house to keep other guys or get other guys to come. So would I like to see more? Yes. Am I mad? No. It's only, what, day two, day three, or free agency. Uh, the legal tampering period, it's not even officially free agency yet. There's still a long process, and I'm hoping the guys are uh, making the right moves, and I, I trust Kyle Smith and Ron Vera to do the right thing, but it's just not flashy moves right now, and it's kind of indicative of the market, too, but uh, I would like to see more, and I think there's more moves to be made. Yeah, so I've when it comes to this, I've kind of gone back and forth over the past couple of days where I've been like, well, Ron Rivera, he did say that um, that he wants to be he wants to be calculated in who he brings to the team. He wants to be able to get the right fit, the right guys. And I appreciate that. It felt like before we were just getting whoever we could. Uh, if we were if we were able to pay them enough, they'll come. And there was no rhyme or reason to the plan uh, when it came to picking the type of Picking the type of player that we wanted. So it's like Ron Rivera said, he wanted to bring players that were tough, that were hungry, and that were ready to work. And so far, in every single every single uh, transaction that the Redskins have made, you've gotten that. You've gotten a player that from the former team, you go read up about him, is that it's a tough player, somebody that's hungry, somebody that's been uh, – somebody that's been – uh, maybe not the flashiest name, but it's been there to try to work their way up. Like, let's start with Fuller. Fuller never wanted to leave the Redskins. I still remember the night that he was traded for uh, Alex during, during, I believe it was Super Bowl week. Or not, not too, after, um, it was like combine mm-hmm. time where uh, Alex Smith got traded to the Redskins. And reports came out that Fuller was traded. And Fuller was like, nah, I'm not traded. I'm staying here. And we're like, bet. He's staying because I mean, Mike. We've been saying this for a long time. We thought he was he was amazing as a, as a slot mm-hmm. corner. I think that year, uh, Pro Football Focus rated him. Yeah, he was the best. He was the best in the league. He was the number one number one slot corner in the league. So that's a guy that obviously is grinded. That's worked. That was a starting cornerback on a Super Bowl winning team, and he never wanted to leave. He found himself, and he's right back in uh, DC. You talk about uh, you talk about uh, Wes Schweitzer from the Falcons, a guard. Mm-hmm. Not flashy. He's made 36 starts over three years. He's that guy that's for depth, filler. If Wes Martin isn't able to get it done, he can step in there. But, like, those are the type of guys that they've got. Not the flashy names, not the not the guys that, like, you know and you, you talk about. It's the guys that Ron Rivera believes that this is what's going to take to build a winning culture to get winning the right type of pieces in place for the Redskins to go forward. You talked about it, Micah. It's been difficult to get free agents to come to D.C. because of the stigma they have. And just because they get a coach that everybody loves, it's not going to be that easy to still get free agents to come to D.C. and be like, look, I'm ready to be a part of this rebuild process, a a part of this this team that's going to take a new direction. Mm -hmm. They need to show improvement. Um, There was a report that came out on 106.7 The Fan earlier today that some offensive players weren't comfortable with Dwayne Haskins. I personally do not believe that's true. I, I, I don't think that after a rookie quarterback who only had about seven or eight games and was the second highest quarter, quarterback rating the last three weeks of the season, 
players are just gonna be like, ah, I don't want to come and play oh, with man. them. One oh six seven said it, that. You already know. You already know the vibes. Like it, it, it doesn't really add up to me. So I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt. But that could also be a case where it's a rookie quarterback. Their O line still isn't set. They're still a gaping hole at left tackle. Where obviously Trent Williams, it doesn't look like he's gonna be there. Um, and he wants to be traded. They haven't gotten his replacement. Yeah, they've gotten. They have guards. They uh, drafted Ross Pierce Bacher last year. Wes Martin obviously got a lot of starts. Uh, got starts this year at both left and right guard. And with Eric Flowers now, it looks like he's stepping into that left guard role. You have Chase Roulier, who's been there for a long time, and Brandon Sheriff, who they uh, who they tagged and are working on an extension. But even with that case, Brandon Sheriff over the past two years, he's gotten hurt. Wes Martin is still only in his second year. Chase Roulier, he's, he's just an average, um, an average lineman. And Morgan Moses, I don't know why. Like, I, I don't think that he's, he's a starting right tackle. He just hasn't been good. Watching him um, over the past two years, it's been tough. And I think they need to address their tackle depth and figure out something to alleviate the pressure and just, like, get a stable O-line for your future um, your future quarterback. So to say that I, I I'm going to give Ron Rivera the benefit of the doubt, because at this point, I don't know anything else about him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what exactly his method, the method to his madness is. And if next year comes out, I'm not expecting the Redskins to be a playoff team next year. Let me just go out there and say that. But if next year we have the same record, then we have a problem and we need to change up our free agency plan or change our drafting methods because Free agency is before the draft. Maybe Ron Rivera and Cal Smith have already planned out how exactly they want uh, to address free agency and where they're going uh, in the draft. In the draft, maybe we're going to find that they get that next cornerback or they get that safety or that lineman or the wide receivers just want to build maybe a young offense to have a more experienced defense because you do have a young quarterback. You have young wide receivers. So do you want to bring in a wide receiver that has been there for years that uh, it's not really in the time to develop and have to go through the growing pains of being with a second-year QB, a second-year wide receiver, uh, a third-year running back in Darius Guys, who technically it's a second year. So I can understand where like he's coming with trying to di- differentiate each position and maybe trying to split up offense-defense. I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt. Dan Snyder looks like he's not meddling and not going to overpay, which is a positive. I mean, <laughs> if, if we can get <laughs> – if we can get Dan Snyder to be that guy where he's not um, he's not going out there and just trying to buy the biggest free agents no matter what, that's cool with me. But I would have thought maybe we would have gotten one or two of those big pieces. I'm not complaining. Uh, I, I Like I said, I'm going to wait and see because Redskins fans are quick to judge. And I'm not going to judge Ron Rivera here. I'm going to trust the process and see what that lands. But that's going to lead us to um, some of the moves that we made. We obviously have mentioned some. Uh, you talked about Kendall mm-hmm. Fuller. Uh, talked about Wes uh, Schweitzer from uh, from the Falcons. John Bostic is coming back. Um, that's been that's announced. Big. They got a yeah linebacker Kevin Pierre uh, Louis who is signed. Thomas Davis, obviously big time for uh, from the Chargers mm-hmm. coming to the Redskins. Sean Davis, you said didn't play last year. Nate Orchard, uh, a linebacker DN who made a big plays in the Carolina game last year and. Just recently, as we were recording, J.D. Yeah, McKissick, running back, is coming into the fold. So it's starting to it's starting to fill out for the Redskins. But Michael, what are you looking to see? What position exactly? What what are like your top two or three positions that you need to see filled in free agency that 
even though you know we'll probably address it in the draft, you still want to have like a veteran there at that position for um from free agency. Man, um, I think it has to be secondary, bro. I think if there's one thing, um, you know, one position of need that really needs a, a veteran infusion and to really lead these young guys who are still pretty raw in their own right, um, you know, lead them to being more um, mature and more solid and more consistent vets. It's the DB room. Um, just as a whole, the cornerbacks and the safeties kind of need more than just a guy, more than just a guy like Landon Collins um, to kind of be that good vet for them. Um, you know, more than just a guy like Monte Nicholson to kind of stick around and, and be that good vet. I need to see. I need to see more from them. I mean, yes, we kind of hope Josh Norman would be that guy, and it was very apparent by year two that he wasn't going to be that guy, and it was the writing was on the wall from there. But right now, man, it's just holes in the defensive back room. I mean, Landon Collins is great as a box player. He is, and he's one of the best box, true box safeties, um, in the league. He'll come up and he'll whack somebody, but he's nowhere near the cover safety that we need. And I think Ron Rivera knows that, and I think he's shopping for guys who are true, deep, center field kind of safeties. Um, one that comes to mind automatically, if he's not already signed and not signed by the time this puts out, is uh, Demarius Randall for the Browns. Um, if he is free and if he is still available, I think that's a perfect option. Because what we need, in my opinion, um, it's something we had in the past when we had, um, <clears throat> when we had guys like DJ Swearinger. It's size who can really be rangy. And, you know, DJ Swearinger, he might have been a, a strong safety at heart, but he was placed in that free safety role at times, and he was really feared back there. It was a time where guys were for half the league. He might have been the best uh, DB, uh, best safety in the league. And it, you have somebody. Does DJ have a home? I don't right think now? DJ has a home. And, well, the Saints. I mean, if I we're think, bringing the band back together. I think, he, I think he might be with the Saints, but that's also what I'm getting to. I really think that DB room was – kind of just let go by the skins, and I kind of wanted to see that play out. The Brashad Breeland is still available. We got Kendall Fuller. I would not be mad to see a guy like Brashad Breeland. I'm not asking him to be our number one corner like we kind of hoped he would be after he shut down he, he, he'll, he'll be a, He'll be a number three. Exactly, and that's my point. When you have more than uh, – when, when you get into your nickel and your dime sets and you have to bring that third and fourth corner out there, you move Kendall Fuller into the slot, and then we need another big body out there, perfect – uh, guys like Xavier Rose, Bashar Breeland, all these guys can play that role. And honestly, I would like to see that from the skin. So I would like to see uh, maybe a deep safety. I, you know, I would rather see that done in free agency instead of relying on a rookie because a rookie, a rookie DB is just like, man, unless you're a top five pick, it's just you're, you're fish food out it's there. Tough. You're going to get eaten alive. Um, I mean, we saw it last year with um... – with uh, the People's Corner, who was the oh uh, Jimmy Moreland, Jimmy Moreland, who was the star in uh, training season, camp. Man. Everybody was excited, and the minute he stepped onto that field, went into NFL yeah, game. When the real season, started, everything was moving a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. It was moving a little bit faster, and it was tougher for him to to yeah. assimilate. And I still think he's going to be a really good corner. And um, with Fuller coming in, and now Fuller's probably going to go back to the slot. So I don't know where that really fits in for uh, Jimmy, but. I still think he has an opportunity to be to be good in this league, but he's still only a second year a second year DB. So their experience is definitely, and that's needed. what I'm saying. I think we need vets in here that can really teach the game. I think Josh Norman, as great as a player that he was, and probably will be in a new setting, he'll probably be more effective than he was at the end of his tenure with the Skins. I need to see guys that actually care about the team culture. I need to see guys that are willing to give in. If that means you're going to have to sacrifice some playing time, the time to get these young guys in there, that's fine. If that means you're going to suck for a little bit. That's okay. You have to build a culture so people want to come in. So you can start getting 
guys like Byron Jones who automatically want to come there. You, so instead of just taking the money, he wants to play for a winner. So you start to get the ball, um, you know, the ball rolling and things like that. You had to start somewhere. And I think guys like Xavier Rose and the possibly re- uh, reunion with Shabri and a guy like DJ Swearinger, Demarius Randall, all these guys are out here and willing to play. And I feel like if you throw them the right amount of money, we can get them. Okay, Micah. So, mm-hmm. quick question. So, I want to start. I just want to start with safety, and then I'll go to. I'll go to. Um, I'll go to corner from there. Mm-hmm. So, right now you have Eric Reed, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, Demarius Randall, uh, DJ Swearinger, Von Bell. Mm. So, out of those five, what is the one safety that you want to see on the Redskins next year? Ooh, okay. Besides, honestly, Demarius Randall, who I mentioned, I would love to see Eric Reed. Paired again with Ron Rivera. Um, whatever is going on with uh, Aries' football situation has been pretty interesting for the last two years. But when he's on the field, he is a top half of the league safety. He probably is a top third of the league safety, in, in my opinion. He's a guy who, if honestly, if he doesn't get blackballed the same time Colin Kaepernick does, he's probably an all-pro for the last half of the decade. You might see him on some all-decade teams. That's how talented he is when he has his head on straight and things like that. And I think we saw what happens when a guy like Ron Rivera gets to him and kind of gives him that assurance and gives him that leeway to not only be himself, but to be himself on the field. A guy like Eric Reed would be perfect in this scenario too. Um, no better place to kind of express yourself than a new system in a place like Washington, D.C. I think it would be a good look for him. But uh, I definitely think him or uh, Demarius Randall would be perfect for them. And shout out to DJ. If DJ wants to come back home, we can get it popping like it's 2016. Um <laughs> but yeah, as, and then as far as corner goes, man, there is it can fill in a couple ways. Um, if you want to go more the veteran route, so yeah, l- l- yeah let me ahead. let me uh, let me give the top available cor- corners right now. So obviously, we know the top of the line there was Byron Jones, who signed big time deal with the Dolphins, and um, he's gone. So next up, you have Logan Ryan, mm. Prince Amuka Amara, uh, Akib Talib, Xavier Rhodes, Ronald Darby. Mm. So those are currently the top five cornerbacks still available. You have Jimmy Smith from the Baltimore Ravens too, and Tremaine Johnson. I don't know if those will fit in, but from those like five to seven, who do you think would be the best fit for uh, the Redskins to go and get? Man, I really, really, really like, honestly, like truthfully, I wouldn't mind a guy like Trenton Mukamara coming in. Um, He's a little bit older and he was a high draft pick um, at first. And he hasn't necessarily panned out to be that number one guy, but as a number two and number three guy, I feel like he is a supreme athlete. And being 31 and cornerback in the league, you kind of have to prove that you are a supreme athlete. Um, and I think he will possibly fit in. Um, if not, a guy like uh, Keep Tlaib, he wouldn't be necessarily good in man coverage and things like that. But if we're playing a, uh, that Panthers kind of zone and we're getting him in situations like Josh Norman was to be aggressive and to kind of rely on that safety help, I wouldn't mind seeing that too. I think a guy like, I think a guy like Aqib Tlaib is still, for some reason, trying to prove himself. Uh, but getting him on a one-year deal would be pretty good. And if you secure him and you build good relationships, he is on the you know the latter half of his career. He's pushing 34, 35. Yep. But uh, I think he might have a year in him. And if you could get a guy like that to kind of prove it and kind of go ball out for his last year, might be able to get good production out of some of these older guys. But um, I think Prince Mugamaro and might be the oldest I would go at 31. I would like to see younger guys in here, like Bashar Brilli and um, Mackenzie Alexander from uh, the Vikings might be good. And Xavier Rhodes is just now getting 30, and he has been a multiple-time pro bowler, even though 
the um last yeah, season it was, was rough. rough last year and it was a it was a little weird why he got that but I think he just needed a new setting I think that defense was putting or he was putting bad situations on that defense um you don't want him guarding your number ones, and I think he's more of a filler player, a guy that's not going to play every down. You need him in, like I said, in those nickel and dime sets. Um, you don't want him to get exposed out there on the island. He's not, um, you know, rose closed anymore, but uh, I think he still has some game in him as well. So I would like to see more veteran guys like that. But if you're going to go a young route, I think you had to go a guy like Bashar Breeland and Mackenzie Alexander, um, guys like that who can really move still. So um, let me go back to safety real quick for me. I – this is tough because uh, available. There, there are a lot of actually like yeah that safeties, are available safe that are available. Von Bell, Tony Jefferson, uh, Eric Reed, haha. If we want to bring the band back together from 2016, that's the best our secondary's been in a while. And instead of now uh, Josh Norman being the number one, we can figure it out. And we know that QD Quentin Dunbar is going to be our number one now, so it's totally different. But I think Eric Reed is that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, after being blackball from the league, Ron Rivera, a minority coach, takes uh, brings in a guy that is outspoken, and he doesn't stop. He d- didn't seem like he stopped him from being his outspoken self. Eric Reed still got to say whatever he wanted to, and I appreciate that. If Ron Rivera thinks that, hey, this worked in Carolina, let's bring it over to DC. That works perfectly because Eric Reed is pretty good in coverage, and Landon Collins as a safety, he's a box safety. He mm-hmm. loves to be able to blitz, loves to be able to tackle the running back, let him let him mess with the tight end. He'll he'll line up on a tight end. You have Eric Reed uh single high safety. You can have him rolling out uh covering receivers while Landon Collins doesn't have to do that, and he can thrive as a box safety. Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera said that the thing they want to do is get their players in the best position to thrive. Not fit the scheme to the players, but the players not not make the players uh put into the scheme that you have already set but you make your scheme around the players that you have. And with that, that is best with Collins being in the box. And you have uh, Eric Reed, who's going to be able to travel receivers. You have, you have quarterbacks that are quarterbacks that are fast in uh, QD that can uh, play man coverage. I mean, let's look at it. Josh Norman, as much as it got ugly in the end, he, he was never a man to man corner. Never, never, ne- not even coming not in. With the Carolina Panthers, he was not a man to man corner. And we played him in man-to-man. That's just not going to work. Greg Monoski did not put the right scheme for the Washington Redskins. Montez Sweat in college was a beast at rushing the passers. And what do we do? We have him dropping into coverage. Why? Uh, Why? We, we have a base of a 3-4, but we have the team that is built four, four, for 4-4-3. Right, four, four, like, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. And then we wonder why, oh, the defense is struggling. Because everybody's out of position. Ryan Kerrigan and Montez Sweat should be rushing the passer every single time. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it's just it's as simple as that. And we just didn't have the right coaches in place. And with the right coaches in place now, I think they'll be able to put all these players in uh, the position that they need to be at. And that's and I think Eric Reed is the best for that. And then for uh, quarterbacks, I've been saying Xavier Rhodes. I mean, he's been he's been good in the past, but last year was really rough. You said they got put in bad positions, and I do think uh, with Jack Dario and Ron, they'll put him in good positions. But Logan Ryan, uh, he's, his price tag is going to be pretty high. He's coming off a Tennessee mm-hmm. Titans team that they were really good, made it deep into the playoffs. If you're able to get him, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. And then 
you, you don't really you haven't really spent much of your money that you have and the cap is going to free up more once you trade Trent Williams so why not spend big on another uh, another big time corner and you have a situation now when Quentin Dunbar uh, Kendall Fuller Logan Ryan that's that's a pretty good three uh, cornerbacks and have fixed that position but Mike I want to uh, transition over to um, a rumor that I heard today and I don't know I'm honestly tired of it I'm tired of just seeing like Redskins people still think the Redskins are incompetent and we're still the same old Redskins team and we're going to do things that are just sabotaging I talked about it yesterday on the pod a little bit, or I think after the pod, where I'm just tired of having a rotation of quarterbacks for the Reds. Mm-hmm. And it comes out today, I see the betting lines after um, the Chargers say that they're sticking with um, Tyrod Taylor as their quarterback, and uh, Nick Foles gets traded to the Chicago Bears, which is Cam Newton's number one destination. Now it looks like the Redskins are the front runners to land Cam Newton. And I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Ron Rivera thinks it's going to happen. I don't think anybody in the Redskins organization thinks it's going to happen. But the media, we're bored. We're all stuck at home. We start, they, oh, Ron Rivera, Cam Newton, uh, they don't trust Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback of the future. That's his chemistry. Mm-hmm. He had the last three games of the season, second highest QBR. Let's just get that out of the way. So I don't think Cam Newton is coming here. But what, do you, like, what are your thoughts on what they've said so far about this Cam Newton situation? Man, um, this whole situation is based off a of fact. Literally, it doesn't make sense besides the fact that Cam Newton's former head coach yeah. was Ron Rivera, and now he's here in D.C. That's the only tie Cam Newton has ever had to the Boston Redskins, besides beating us in the past. Um, that's it, bro. Like, what else could possibly tie Cam Newton here? Um, first of all, it doesn't go with any moves that we made. If we're going to make a move. Getting a guy like Cam Newton, then I mean, we had to invest, in my opinion, in other places to get uh, a Cam Newton-style team rolling here. Um, this team is being built around the idea that we have a ridiculously young quarterback, and we're going to work with that. Um, you know, if that's the route we're going to go, then that's the route we're going to go. Um, there's no reason in spending that dollar amount getting a guy like Cam Newton. First of all, you're going to have to make a trade for him. I'm not trading any of my assets for Cam Newton at this nope. point. Uh, I love Cam, but um, no, we don't even have a second-round pick. I'm not going to trade another pick or a player um, for that. I'm definitely not trading Trent Williams for that. You can no, you can cross that out right now. Um, unfortunately, Cam will not be a Washington Redskin. Uh, I hate seeing this. Uh, I think, you know, people, like you said, they're, they're home right now. They're kind of just hoping that somebody makes something that we can talk about more, and I, I'll assure you it'll be – Frontline news that the Redskins had done something as dumb as trade for Cam Newton because it will kind of prove, I guess, this idea that um, the the negative stereotype and, and the hate that comes with being uh, in Redskins Nation. But I don't think it's the right move. I don't think it's the move. I doubt anybody's even thinking that. I don't even think Cam Newton thinks of that. Um, he'll be somewhere else, but he will not be with the Redskins. Yeah, it's. I'm tired of. It's, I'm, t- it's, I'm, tired of, I'm tired bro. of these conversations. Um, yeah, it's disappointing. Just reading the odds, Redskins are at plus 125. Patriots are second at plus 170. Dolphins at plus 250. And the Jags are plus 900. So it's looking like the Patriots are the Dolphins because the Redskins obviously aren't a situation. Like, talked mm-hmm. about it yesterday. I would be fine with Cam with the Patriots. Uh, they're rebuilding. They're trying to get their situation figured out. And shoot, best believe <laughs> I, I, I will be happy to see Cam Newton thrive with uh, a goat like Bill Belichick. So, and that's that's no problem at all. But 
there's still a couple more questions that the Redskins and the Redskins fans need to uh, need to uh, discuss. So there's currently right now, wide receiver is a position that we're struggling in. I think it's safe to say that our running back room, I want to say it's strong. Uh, I still think we probably need to draft another running back because Darius Geis is still very much mm-hmm. injury prone. Bryce Love is coming off an ACL. Adrian Peterson is 50 years old, but, I mean, he's still going strong. And he just picked up J.D. McKissick. So, I think one more running back to just round out that group will be fine. But the wide receiver position is very young. Terry McLaurin, I think – I'm not – I'm not. A, you're a wide receiver, Mike. Uh, but I, I, mm-hmm. I think I'm comfortable in saying Terry McLaurin is a good – he's going to be a number one receiver for the Redskins. Yeah. He's, he, he's yeah, a number yeah. one. That's solidified. Um, he's definitely the number one. You have Steven Sims, who I think could be a, a number two – uh, on a bad team and a good number three on a good team. Mm-hmm. And you have uh, Kelvin Harmon who flashed a, in certain spots. But that position is still still very uh, bare. You have Trey Quinn, obviously, but I think Trey Quinn's uh, spot has been has been taken by Steven Sims, so I don't really think Trey Quinn is going to get much burn uh, next year. But the top, uh, the top current wide receivers that are so available, Robbie Anderson, from the Jets, Emmanuel Sanders, who was on the 49ers, got traded from the Broncos last year. Um, Taylor Gabriel, Paul Richardson, obviously was cut by the Redskins. Devin Funch, uh, Funches, Nelson Aguilar, Demarius Thomas, Ted Ginn, Bashar Perryman. And then you have Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon. Two guys who've had, obviously, their problems. Josh Gordon with uh, weed. Antonio Brown just been crazy. We talked about it yesterday um, in our group chat. He's been quiet for the past couple of weeks, so <laughs> it's it looks like everything is good. But out of that group, who do you want to see the Redskins get as a wide receiver? Or do you want them to just keep going with this young method and let's stay young, get another young wide receiver in the draft, it's supposed to be the deepest uh, wide receiver draft class in, in years. So do you want them to go get a vet like on Emmanuel Sanders or stick to the draft and uh, continue young? Um, I think the answer here is both. I think there's room for a guy like Emmanuel Sanders who, I mean, you spoke of the best. I think he would be the guy if anybody would bring in besides – um, well, and the thing with bringing a guy like Robbie Anderson is he's played his way. He, it's 27. It's time for him to get paid. He's going to want a big dollar amount regardless of what he's done in the past, um, which he's he's outputted for the Jets. He was the Jets' uh, leading receiver. Um, you know, he's going to ask for a lot of money, and I don't think you necessarily pay him that money. Um, a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, like I said, it's kind of the same thing with uh, the idea of bringing vet DBs in. You're going to get them for cheap. I think you should save your money. I think you should keep stacking your money. Um, I don't think uh, a guy like Emmanuel Sanders will ask for nothing more than maybe between 8 and 10 a year um, and maybe like a two-year deal. So you could possibly see him like at a, a two for 22 or something like that. And I don't have a problem paying a guy like Emmanuel Sanders. Sorry that, to cut um, you off, it, Micah, but – I'm searching Twitter right now, and I saw Fuller's uh, post on being back in D.C. Redskins facing, I'm excited to be back. And then uh, Quentin Dunbar replied to the tweet, said, happy for my brother. Somebody uh, responded to him, we need you in the secondary too, big dog. And he said, no, nah, all respect is lost, fam. So. Uh, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't know what happened in the past, like, 15 oh, minutes or so, but what? it looks like Quentin Dunbar does not want to be with the Redskins. We have. Another uh, Trent Williams situation. So it's the I, second time he's done that too. I know. So after uh, after you're done with the wide receiver talk, I, I'm gonna need a second cornerback for me to see from the free agent market. 
but Jesus Christ, this doesn't stop, huh? No. Jeez. Oh, oh my gosh. But yeah. Um, a guy a guy like Robbie Anderson, in my opinion, costs too much money. Um, he's gonna gonna wanna get paid until he's thirty, thirty one. He's gonna ask for uh maybe fifteen a year or something like that. And if you feel comfortable paying Robbie Anderson that, go ahead. I just don't think the Redskins should do that. Um you steer clear guys like Josh Gordon and A B, although the talent is out of this world, they come with baggage and you know, we policy or not, Josh Gordon is a guy who's filled more drug tests than just weed. Um, and he's also 29. I don't know if that spark is still there from the say He's not the same guy he was in 2012 and 2013 when he was breaking records. It's been almost six years and not playing consistent football. Um, AB, price tag is going to be outrageous, in my opinion, um, even yeah. if it's just a one-year deal. Um, and you don't want the AB drama to come here. Like, it's not the culture you want to build, um, even though AB is a supreme talent. And shout out to him going forward. I think a guy like Emmanuel Sanders is a great fit for them. Uh, I think a guy that's a little bit under the radar, he's not necessarily a vet, but a guy like Tarjay Sharp, um, you know, just going down the list. These guys could bring something toward, to the table that the Redskins haven't had. Maybe a guy like Devin Funches, this would be the first time they had a true, what, a true threat in the red zone um, that really go up and get it. We still don't have that. I don't think we've had that. Shoot, I don't know when we've had that before. Uh, we hope Terrell Pryor would be that, but, He's not, and you know, a guy like Devin Funches isn't going to be for the same price tag as Terrell Pryor was, and without the same baggage. For some reason, I don't know why Terrell Pryor brought baggage, but he did. A guy like Devin Funches will come in. Um, he's played with um Rob Rivera before. I wouldn't actually be surprised if we do pick up a guy like Devin Funches. But the the guy I want to see most here is a guy like Emmanuel Sanders. He is a guy who absolutely has game. Um, he wouldn't be asked to be the number one option, and I think that benefits him a lot because he's going to be able to get off. He's going to be able to get off wild guys like Terry McClellan are the commanding that deep safety help and the corner. Um, and then you have a guy like Steven Sims, who, like you said, he's a, he's a low end number two, high end number three. If Steven Sims is my slot receiver. Then that is a great receiver. Core. That is a great um, trips package. And then you bring um, anybody else. If Trey Quinn develops enough to be that number four guy, or if you draft somebody, which is, uh, I guess, like I said, the best of both worlds, we draft a guy um, that has relative good talent, uh, maybe a chase Claypool later, something like that. Then you're talking about a situation that has dynamic receivers with a vet at the helm, with a young guy kind of being that star, and I think that's a perfect situation. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. For for wide receiver for me, I want Sanders. I mean, I think Sanders is going to be a little bit more expensive than maybe the Redskins are willing to look at, but mm-hmm. he's just he's a great leader. He's a guy you don't hear for you don't hear much like talk about where he's a diva. He was in a terrible situation with the Broncos. Gets to the 49ers. Everybody loves him. Um, He's been able to produce year in and year out. He doesn't have the headaches like Antonio Brown or Josh Gordon. Ron Rivera said he wanted to build a new culture. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get a new culture with guys like Thomas Davis, like Emmanuel Sanders that are just good football players that want to work, want to be able to go out there and produce. Don't have all these conversations of uh, me, 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 me. Wide receiver is known as the me, uh, as the me position, but you don't, you don't get Absolutely. that. You don't get that with when you're talking about um, Emmanuel Sanders. So I think it'd be great in the wide receiver room to get uh, a Terry McLaurin, just more comfortable, get him in his second year. A uh, Steven Sims, who I think is going to be a starting slot. Um, Kelvin Harmon, who who's still developing, and like you said, drafting is going to be is going to be um, the, uh, another top priority. Yeah, you don't have a second round pick right now, but 
if you are to get a second round pick, there are about eight to nine uh, wide receivers that are expected to go between like the first three rounds. And if you can get uh, at first two rounds, I mean, and if you can get your hands on one of these wide receivers that drop to a second round, like a T Higgins or something in uh-huh. an early second round, and then you're looking at a wide receiver core, like, Oh wait, this is, this was a weakness uh, a year ago and it's now potentially turned into a strength. So I think it's, uh, it's definitely going to be important for them to address it in the draft, but getting a veteran in there is also going to be um, going to be something that they they have to make sure uh, they can do because I don't really – as much as I love Trey Quinn, he can't be he can't be that number one guy, that guy that is a, a vet for you. So you have uh, a T. Higgins, a Denzel Mims, a Michael Pittman. Like there are a lot – K.J. Ham, like a lot mm-hmm. of good yeah. wide receivers that are going to be there in the second and third round. So getting a vet and – Getting a young wide receiver also is going to be um, imperative. Quentin Dunbar, now, like you said. <sighs> oh, that's that's so discouraging, bro. It's the second time I said that, but it's it's the nature of the Redskins nation, man. Sometimes we have great news, and then <laughs> literally five minutes later, it'll be like, all right, well, now our best corner and probably uh, a future pro bowler in this league doesn't want to play here anymore for whatever reason. It's the second time he's done this, and I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, bro, it's just this is discouraging. So, with Quentin Dunbar now for the second time saying, "I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want, um, I don't want to be in this. All respect is lost, and I give me the money that I want." Ron Rivera wants to build a new culture. We had this situation last year with Trent Williams, with a guy that did not want to come back and was not excited to be back. Uh, didn't come back with the team. Does Ron Rivera just have to say, you know what, I know our secondary issue is really big right now and we don't really have guys in the secondary and just say, got to bite the bullet because I want to set a precedent that if you say you don't want to be here, I'm taking you away. Do we trade Quentin Dunbar or try to fix this for a third time? I think it's got to that point, bro. Um, Let's just hope that this is more – Let's just hope this is more of just what happened in January or February, and it's not really a a threat. But, I mean, shoot, kind of looking at, you know, the writing on the wall and what's been happening, guys like Diggs have literally just done this and got what he wanted. He got traded. I don't know yep. if the Bills are his – I don't know if the Bills were his number one, and I doubt they were. But, shoot, when you put yourself in that situation, you kind of just have to ask what's coming for you. Um, And he doesn't have the leverage that a guy like Trent Williams has was – not only did he want a new contract, but he also had health issues. So you can lean on that while still be like, hey, at the end of the day, yes, I have health issues. It'll be all right if you still give me a contract. Yep. A guy like Quentin Dunbar has zero leverage. Yes, he's worked his ass off since getting in there. He was a, a, a receiver at Florida, got transfer, uh, got his position changed late, came in as a, a DB wearing number 47. He probably wouldn't have made the roster. He made the roster, started playing great, playing out of his mind. He's a top half of the league uh, corner at this point. And he's really trending upward. But at this point, bro, you if you want to set a precedent and you want to really put your foot down, then I think it's time for him to go. Um, you find a trade packet for him. If that means, hey, the Lions were looking at guys for Darius Slay and you got to make something happen, you make that happen with a guy like Darius Slay and he's our new number one. If that means you have to trade him for a pick and you got a team bites on maybe a, a, a second or third or fourth or maybe even a fifth or multiple picks, you, you do that. Um, if the guy keeps saying he doesn't want to be here and it's starting to become a distraction, which it is right now, 
Um, you, you don't you don't wish a guy um you know wishes and well wishes then be like hey I'm not coming here because he got the money and I'm not being the money. <laughs> like that's just like, not, not on, that's bro. not how wrong with that's not like yeah that. and that's not and that's not what you want here. You want a guy like Kendall Fuller to be you know the face of this be like hey I'm happy to be back here. I didn't want to leave the first time out. A guy like Ron Rivera brought me back. That's the message you want to send. You want guys like Thomas Davis to come here that play respectable football and have the respect around the league. Um. Quentin Dunbar, he's asking for what he wants, and I think it's time for him. Um, I think it's time for him to move. If uh, if there's moves to be made after this, uh, I think now you have to bring in guys, and you have to put a dollar amount to it. You have to bring in guys, uh, resign a guy like Aaron Colvin just for the depth. You had to get a guy like Logan Ryan in here. Um, a guy like Ryan Smith might end up being your number one. A, a guy from the Bucks who was really good a couple of years ago and hasn't been as good, but I still think, like I said, uh, like I've always said, in a new situation, he could be okay. But now you need guys who. You gotta have a fluid situation at corner, where Kendall Fuller he might be covering outside. He might have to go inside, and you will want him to be inside. But at the end of the day, you have to pay your best player available at that corner. So, um, it's not good that we're getting kind of boxed in the situation. But you gotta take it for what it is, and you know, and I hope we trade him, and I hope we keep going forward because you can't you can't start off a new regime uh, regime with distractions like this. Okay, Micah. So while you were talking, and you brought up Darius Slay. I thought to myself, I was like, let me, let, let's get some hypotheticals out, out, mm-hmm. out here. So, Trout Williams, Quentin Dunbar, two guys that are um, not happy with their situation and one out of the Redskins. Darius Slay, uh, a cornerback who wants to be traded from the Lions. If you were to package Darius Slay, a second round pick, would you trade Trent Williams and Quentin Dunbar? Mm hmm. Wow, you know what's crazy? I was just thinking, I was thinking earlier, would you send a guy like Trent Williams? This is before, obviously, the um, Quentin Dunbar kind of, you call it news, that that kind of thing is going on. I'm like, would you trade a guy like Trent Williams for a guy like Darius Slade? There's another pick involved. And I honestly, I think you go for it. Um, I really, really want to get back in the second round, and I'm pretty sure Kyle Smith and, and Ron Rivera really want oh, yeah. to as well. And... Uh-huh. This price may be steep, and you know, and the price I'm talking about being steep is not because of Trent Williams' contract, which we all know about that steep price. I'm talking about you're gonna lose probably your two most talented, well, not two most talented, well, yeah, two most talented players probably. in your position group. Yeah. yeah, um, it's a steep price to pay, but at the same time, we weren't gonna be good with or without them. If you want to cut your losses and kind of just start off on the right foot, I think it's time, man. Um. If you put that package together and the Lions are going for it, I say you make it happen because you don't want guys kind of hanging this, you know, this energy, this bad energy, this aura of the old Redskins away, man. You got to start new. So I, I wouldn't be opposed to a trade at this point for either of them. Um, there's a way. I, I think I think Trent Williams would be more liable for um, the second, even without adding a guy like Quentin Delmar, maybe in another team. But I definitely think the Lions will go for trading their best corner and a, a high pick for a guy. Like um, Trent Williams and Quentin Dunbar. Yeah, so I think if if it's able to get done, I, I would do the deal because mm-hmm. we were already talking about how we want a second round pick for Trent Williams. So you figure that out there, and the two cornerbacks that are ha- unhappy with their situation, get them to uh, get them to switch teams and be in new situations where they can be happy. Why not? The problem is, I don't know if the Detroit Lions really have an offensive line issue at the moment. I, I mean, I don't really know what's going on in uh, Detroit football. 
I do think a swap for Quentin Dunbar and Darius Slay, I think the Redskins would have to add in something there, like maybe a later round pick because uh, Darius Slay is better than Quentin Dunbar as of now, and he's more reliable and healthier. So I do think you have to um, you have to be able to uh, uh, throw in something there. But I'll be fine with getting Darius Slay. We need we need a number one receipt, uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. We need somebody that can be that lockdown for them. And if Quentin Dunbar isn't happy and wants to leave the Redskins, then so be it. Let him go and let let's because I'm done. I am done with this being in the headlines for the wrong reasons. Last year, it just felt like everything that we could be in the headline for the wrong reason, we were in it. It started back in uh, once Ruben Foster got released. We signed Ruben Foster, which I didn't have a problem with because his situation was cleared and it looked like everything was fine with him. He tears his ACL and it seems like that PR wasn't worth it. We're the first team to fire a coach. We have Trent Williams and then Trent Williams came out and he, that he had cancer and our doctors didn't figure it out. And he then rips the team and Trent Williams is one of the first players to ever be in a locker room and rip an entire organization. And then we're firing Bruce Allen and then this, it's just... It was too much. I want to be out of the news. I want to be out of the storyline. I just want to be a normal team. I want to be, like, as crazy as it sounds, I want to be the Detroit Lions where nobody's focusing on us and we can just be quietly rebuilding. And one day it's like we're the 49ers and boom, we were 4-12 and one season and now we're like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's do that. So if Quentin Dunbar is going to want to have this hessy fit, let him go. Let him go. Let's restart. Let's refresh. And I'm fine with it. If that means an extra year of us getting burnt, so be it. We'll have another high draft pick. We'll address quarterback that quarterback situation next year if we don't this year. So I'm just tired of this back and forth where he was where he said, "Oh, I'm gonna play out my contract." Comes out first, he's like, "Oh, uh, I'm not coming out." He tells JP Finley, "I'm not coming out. Uh, I wanna, I wanna, um, not coming for OTAs or training camp. I want to make sure I get a new contract." Redskins say, no, you're not getting a new contract. He removes all the Redskins stuff from his socials, and then he comes out and he apologizes. Oh, I'll be back. I'll, I'll be playing. I'll just play on my contract, and then I'll go into free agency. And then, boom. Nope, it doesn't happen. Uh, and it's just back and forth, and, and I'm really tired of it. Seen a tweet here now that says, uh, Darius Slay and Desmond Truant will be fun tandem, tandem to watch, but I just don't see it ha- happening. The Lions want to deal Slay. And Darius Slay uh, quoted that and said they need to hurry it up. Yes, so Darius Slay, <laughs> Darius Slay wants out. Quentin Dunbar wants out. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Redskins are able to finish up a free agency and then move from there into the draft, which is going to be completely different now. No fans, like nobody knows what exactly is going to happen there. But it should be it should be a fun um, a fun process. We'll keep doing these Redskins pods because that's that's what we love to talk about. That's the number one thing I love to talk about besides the Washington Wizards is uh, some Redskins football. And with the new era, with the new regime, it feels like everything is going to be uh, turning around. We're going to wait a little bit to make sure we have a clear free agency picture so we can get our part two of free agency where we break down everything besides QBs. We'll probably touch on QBs because now we have a Nick Foles and Cam Newton and Tom Brady will be official. So once all of those go down, we'll break them down and give you more on every other thing that's going on uh, in free agency. But for Mike and for Micah, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.